all day, every day, playing your favorite songs. This is for Ferity Radio. The universe is wine cellar. The atom's heart is measuring cup. Intellect is drunk. Earth, drunk. Sky, drunk. Heaven perplexed with him restlessly seeking. Love in its heart, hoping at least for a single whiff of the fragrance of that wine. That clear wine the angels drank. From that immaterial pot, a sip of the dregs, the rest poured out upon the dust. One sip, and the elements whirl in drunken dance, falling now into water, now in blazing fire. And from that smell of that spilled cup, man rises from the dust and soars to heaven. Welcome to the 7 to 9 show. Uh, Simon Isaac Bohr here in uh, for Freestyle, who's away at the moment. I'm here with my friend, colleague and guest, David Truswell. Um, welcome, David. Hi there. And uh, we're going to be having a conversation and playing a few tracks that David's brought this evening. Um, so just by way of a bit of introduction, I suppose I should introduce myself a bit. Um, I do a variety of stuff with uh, music, really, for well-being, is I suppose at the core of it. Um, and uh, I recently did some shows here with uh, Freestyle and, uh, first of all, found out about Ferity through Ebony uh, Kingston um, and, uh, yeah, and did her show and, and then sort of got more and more involved. And now, in the future, I'll be doing a show on the last Friday of each month. Um, so, um, David, uh, I, we were talking a bit earlier about um, the work you've been doing in, in, in initially in therapeutic communities mm -hmm. and then later on sort of guiding projects that were you know, community-based. Um, actually, before we do that, that first track uh, was called The Spill Cup by Bill Laswell. Uh, do you want to say a bit about that? Um, David, before it disappears in the memory <laughs> of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Bill Laswell's done a lot of, uh, produced a lot of albums with a lot of different artists, and that uh, album's called uh, Hashashin, which is about uh, a lot of different artists kind of taking this idea of this uh, assassin group. I think they're in the, around in the Middle Ages, or they're a kind of apocryphal. There are lots of different stories about the group and so the the album really just kind of uh, has different artists uh, doing their own take on either what's known as the historical record of the Hashashin or uh, just the stories that are told about them and, and that particular poem is a bit kind of uh, mysterious and, mm. and ecstatic in its 
style as is many other of their items on the list and hopefully later we'll be talking about the idea of concept of dementia in job mm. um, when I think an integral part of the, the concept is for people to be able to take a, a, a core idea and, and just run with it where it goes for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should say that, um, no shoulds, we will say that um, David and I are co-founders along with Ronald Amans and Colin Brown of an organization called Dementia in Dub. We'll say a bit more about that um, later on. Uh, but David, going back into the sort of uh, your early days of, of working, um, you started working with the therapeutic communities up north. I yeah. think initially, was it Coventry? Uh, yeah, Coventry. Yeah, and yeah. and and that sounded like a, a, a sort of a, a pivotal time in therapeutic communities in the sense that something new needed to be All tried. day, every day, playing your favourite yeah, I mean, songs. I was like working mainly this with um, a sort of adolescent, sort of 16 to 21. Mm -hmm. um, it was also the the kind of period of, of scar in uh, Coventry. So a lot yeah. of things were happening in Coventry at that point in time. And uh, what we were doing was essentially giving people uh, the space to to find their own way of, of, of living in a way that worked for them. A lot of the people that we were um, supporting in the therapeutic community were people who were uh, grown up in, in, in care or had um, emotional problems of of different kinds and um, they were just kind of trying to understand themselves and uh, the world around them mm. and um, we did some counseling stuff and we did group work and we uh, you know uh, uh, worked in the garden and mm. we uh, cleaned the house and all the stuff that everybody does yeah. every day and and from what you were saying it was a uh, it was a time where some old models had to sort of move on and the the effect of um, taking out some of the more rigid ways of working was to allow people to be and to grow a bit from their own, you know, choice, their own place yeah, rather yeah. than the sort of institutional model that was there before. I, I think we were trying to give people an opportunity to take responsibility mm. um, for, well, take their own decisions and take responsibility for their for their decisions so that uh, I even in the the tiniest um way in terms of their day-to-day -day life uh, and and the, the choices they wanted to to make i mean the, we were saying there was obviously there's a there's a day-to-day -day framework of responsibility you know we all have to get up and clean the house and you know tidy mm. the room and all the rest mm. of it uh but uh there are other things and choices that you you make in in your life, mm. and there's more there's more to there's more to life than just kind of getting into trouble and getting into a mess through uh, mm. whether it's kind of messing around with I think glue was a big thing at that mm. time so um and and sort of petty crime and and stuff like that yeah and I remember yeah. um I think you were the youngest ever manager uh, of one of the youngest i mean there, there, are, there, are, there are a little squad of us i think of sort of across the organization it's pretty young though tw 27 to be yeah honest. maybe it was too young guys i don't yeah. know yeah yeah but uh, you know, it, it, it seemed to work for for me it worked for the other people as well that you know mm. that that era i think there was a kind of a little ripple of folks who were 
going through the organisation at that time, we wanted to kind of do some particular things with the yeah. the place that they were managing. Mm. And so from there, um, I think that 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 you, you then became, in a sense, a, a a kind of someone to go in and try and sort out yeah, some of yeah, the places yeah, when they yeah. weren't working so well. And yeah. So you moved across and saw quite a few different organisations. Yeah, well, it's, it's mainly within the same organisation, but I think there was you know, staffing issues or anything like that that were you know creating difficulties. Then mm. um, they they'd sort of say, well, you know, g you know, go in there for a couple of months and mm -hmm. and, and and sort that out really. Mm. Uh, and a lot of it was kind of um, just uh, bringing in the sort of uh, processes. I mean, these basic processes like administrative processes, mm. but also things like. Um, well, you know, how are these groups going to, to work? How do people get to to be responsible? How do people get to be part of the decision-making process? Mm. If they're, they're the resident in the home, then yeah. how much say have they got yeah. in how things work? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've worked I worked for a while, as I was saying to you earlier, in a school in Hackney that was for was the last chance school, as they called it, for the children that had been oh, expelled right. from yeah. Hackney, Haringey and Enfield schools. Yeah. And... You know, there's there's something. It had a good reputation yeah. at the time. Although, as I was mentioning to you earlier in our conversation before it, it, it there were still practices going on that shot. You know, were shocking yeah, yeah. to me coming yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it had a good reputation. And I tell you what, a lot of that was down to I'd say three people in the organisation right, right. who kind of led in a in a way that wasn't in a rule book. It was mm. a way of being they had. Yeah, and that yeah. that was I recognised when you were talking earlier. I could see, I could imagine myself being in an organisation where. There was someone who was t effectively taking the heat out of a lot of it and yeah. allowing people to get their, get their footing in a way to yeah. get a little yeah. bit you know mm. into thinking there's some all day I can make. every oh, yeah. day this can playing your favorite song well. this and, and i think it's very things like i mean certainly with some of the stuff um i was doing when i moved on to working with adults it could be about you know you don't have to be as the manager the one who takes the lead in everything you yeah. know there's, there's lots of opportunities for people to take mm. the lead in different elements of the way that things work. Yeah. I remember you saying the 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 decision to allow Fridays to be yeah. up to um the people who were there. Mm -hmm. They could decide what to do as long as it wasn't lying in bed. Yeah. If that was to go to the library or no one checks up, if it was yeah. to go and go for a walk, fine. But there was just the the need to make a choice yeah. that was not lying in bed. Yeah. yeah. And and it gave some you know it gave folks something to talk about. So you know when you come back sort of, you know, so we have the sort of very traditionally in communities, a sort of a communal meal. So you know, yeah. people would come back on uh, sort of Friday and say, oh, this is what I was doing, what you doing during the day, because people had stories to tell. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to um, intersperse the conversation with some music, and we'll have, in the second hour, we're going to have a little bit more music, because we know it's the beginning of a, a, a night out there, and that might be nice to have a bit more music in the second half of the show. It's a two-hour show. Um, next up, we've got... Um, Please, Officer Barry Brown. So that holds memories of a particular time, or uh, for me, I was kind of thinking about things that one of the things, just in terms of reggae music and dub music, is that you know, since the get-go, it's been talking about the the social circumstances of a particular community, and uh, I think the, not just this particular song. There are other ones I've thought of, but uh, in this this vein and, and I think for, for instance particularly with the whole issue of the relationship between our black community and the, the police in the aftermath of Black Lives Matter I mean important is that um, 
uh, movement has been. Uh, that story's been around for a long, long, long time. Mm. And, and, and one of the musical forms and the storytelling forms, really, uh, about that story and the implication has been uh, in reggae music. And, and just I just think there's, there's a killer vocal anyway, just really. It's just a killer. So this is um, uh, Police Officer Barry Brown. songs. This is for Ferry Radio. Please officer. So you're in uh, Coventry, and um, I, I, I know you then moved to London. Yeah. And in London, you're more, as I understand it, working with uh, a, a sort of like overseeing projects, community project level, is that right? Well, I think that was a bit later. I mean, uh, I originally was still uh, um, well, 
in Coventry, I was I was basically one of the staff in a therapeutic community. Though, in in um, as I moved into London, really sort of, I guess troubleshooting different therapeutic communities in the, in the same organisation, uh, and then I I uh, eventually uh, was the manager of of one over in uh, West London for, for for adults for about four or five years, and that was an opportunity to kind of build up that community from scratch and what was the what was what was the difference you think that 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 time you and your team brought uh, to projects there well I, 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 as far as possible we we devolved everything out i mean we, we had i mean for instance when i first came there they had a geez, i think it was a, a, a four-hour staff meeting every week mm-hmm. uh by the time i left we had a, a, a very small uh I think we had about an hour or half an hour staff meeting mm-hmm. every week. But everything that used to get discussed in the staff meeting, we'd, we'd moved out into the community meeting. So the the you know uh, all the things like um, uh, the sort of maintenance reports. And I, I know the standard administrative things, but but uh, you know people who lived in the community in that household. We're talking about what needed to be fixed, when it had been fixed, who was going to fix it, uh, you know, have somebody rung the, uh, even if it's an institution, um, you know, ha- have somebody rung to get the door fixed, the window fixed, mm. have they got paid yet, have we seen a bill, things like the mm. the um, the menu, you know, who's, what are we eating, where are we going to go to, how much is it? cost what's the budget all that stuff was done as a communal thing rather than by the staff somewhere what sort of can you give us an example of a of a project that you remember from those days what would characterize a a project that the service delivered then um well i think there's like um we what we were trying to look here's something that we we did it's not a project that, that i really enjoyed and everybody really enjoyed um uh, there was another therapeutic community in the same organisation, uh, also in West London, that was very much kind of seen as the elite group of, you know, the, the kind of uh, the best staff and the kind of, you know, most uh, sort of, well, most together residents. Uh, and we challenged them to a football match. Most together match. residents. Yeah, yeah. And you know, people with, uh, you know, people who, who had brief periods in institutional care, mm. but, but sort of doing really quite well in the the everyday world and, and the people that we uh, were supporting uh, had not been so fortunate. Mm. Uh, so we challenged them to a football march and um, and we lost spectacularly. But, but we had a great time. And one of the really interesting things that I remember from that was that at the half-time uh, period that they were all out doing... Um, calisthenics and you know the sort of exercises and limbering up for the next piece and and, and eating healthy foods and 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 most of us were kind of uh, lying around smoking on the grass uh, and, and and having a great time having a great and, and i mean and, and it was something that you know for we, we remembered and talked about for yeah. months and months and months yeah. afterwards because we really i mean we we're slaughtered i mean i think we, we lost something like 25 or something ridiculous yeah, yeah. we were slaughtered but we had a, a great time and, and the other thing that was was uh, you know, I mean, I know it's one of these organizational things N- nobody would have dreamed mm. that we would have challenged them to that football match mm, mm. and 
Uh, one of the reasons we, we All did day, it was because every day, we knew that they would be really embarrassed this uh, is it, Radio. to refuse, mm. you know, because the, 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 they were the, the top dogs. And and uh, I, I think, but in terms of that particular uh, community at that time, one of the things I think was part of the ethos of 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 us all collectively, and I'm thinking of the residents and the, the staff team, but was, was having the gumption uh, collectively, because that, that, that was part of it, to try stuff that, yeah. that we wouldn't have otherwise tried. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that was one of the, you know, what, that was one of the, the high points of thinking, now we can just do this, we can just do it, and, and we don't have to, to win, we don't even have to show, we just have to have the grit to do it, and, 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 it, and we all have a great time. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I love that. Um, so, uh, just another bit of music here. Um, so this is Prince Farai, "Throw Away Your Gum," and that was a. I, I've not put these. I put these in the order that you yeah, gave yeah, them in the playlist. Yeah. Is this chronological? Uh, no, it's it's to do with the the narrative that I'm articulating as we go through the oh, music. Okay, yeah, I'll good. tell a bit more yeah, when yeah, we get through on, this. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you want to say a few words about this before? We uh, let's, this let's, let's hear the track and okay. then I'll say a bit more after. All right, so we've got yeah. Prince Farai, throw away your gun. Love is good. Love is a generous thing. Does each and every one desire love? Get to it, my brother. Sweet, 
Songs. This is for Ferry Ray. between that the connection between that and the previous track is this it explores the same territory but in a in a different way and tells the story from a, a different perspective and uh, uh, and I think that also what's important for me is and when we'll talk more about dimension dub later is this idea that the there's a form um, dimension reggae um, uh, is hopefully a the idea of using a broad form of, of reggae and, and dub in order to create a space to help people tell stories. And uh, uh, in the three uh, music pieces so far, there have been three different stories. Uh, the second two very much focused on the kind of social experience of a particular community and the overarching framework of those stories as being uh, dub music. I, I think that's, um, in particular in the first one, um, with the Bill Laswell connection, but also with this idea that's outlined in that particular album where people just take off mm. in their own direction uh, from the baseline concept. And there's that distinction between that very um, particular pragmatic story involved in the last two tracks and the kind of more uh, ecstatic vision mm. of the first, mm. um, the first record. And for you, Dub, linking, you know, asking, um, there's Dub, dub poetry, Dub yeah. poets, yeah, there's yeah, Dub yeah. art, there's yeah, Dub yeah. music, there's yeah, yeah. Dub in different genres. Yeah. The word... What does it hold for you in, in and how do you find it useful? I, so. I think w to do with the idea of, 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 of people c coming at this from a sort of grassroots angle and, you know, it's not necessarily part of some um, big commercial machine and, and also the idea of people uh, creating their own versions, even if, even if versions already exist. Mm. 
and, and creating and, and you know and, and particularly in dub music uh, uh, different dub versions of, of, of particular songs and and and, and so Maria Carey um, uh, blending hip hop and R and B and and being some of the first uh, one of the first person to break that how do you yeah. you know um, by taking and sampling yeah. and running and yeah. then running over new yeah. lyrics and run. so yeah. that's essentially dub. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think that's that's the again the opportunity what we're hoping to do with Dimension Dub is is to kind of create a space where that's how stuff works that mm. people can bring their own as I said earlier their own ingredients in in to to make the the, the cake as it were and and, mm. and broadly speaking we we understand we're we're making cake but yeah. uh, everybody's kind of ingredients are going to be be different. Well, before we carry on. With the with the story of your work, which which leads very well into the story of working with Ronald, and then into the yeah. how we all came together, and then dimension. Yeah. Let's play another track. So coming up is um, "Dead Souls" um, by William Burroughs. Do you want to say anything before, or do you want to let that one run? And uh, again, let, let's let's see what happens now when we run them through. Then okay. the people can make their own associations, and okay. then I'll come up with my idea afterwards. All right. So "Dead Souls," <laughs> William S. Burroughs. Uh, Dead Souls, this is sort of a film idea loosely suggested by a sci-fi book. Favorite songs. This is very good.
Burrows, William S. Burrows, Dead Souls, selected by Dub Spencer. David, yes, yes, that was great. Well, weird, <laughs> was great. yeah, well, yeah, weird. It's supposed to be weird, isn't it? Um, but William Burrows, writer, uh, did a lot of uh, recordings of, of uh, him reading his own writing. His voice is very distinctive, yeah. as you will have heard there, and, and also really for a long time um different artists have, have put music behind recordings of, of all his, day um, every day playing your favorite song talking this his, his own is writer. um this is i think there's a couple of albums different dub artists um uh taking pieces of of william Burr's audio recording and, and, and putting music behind it and another guy another way one of storytelling, and and in this case, people using the music to embellish this particular person's way of telling his stories. Mm. Uh, some of the stories are, are very strange, and also the William Bruce himself was somebody. A lot of the way that he worked was was cutting up um, when he was writing, cutting up uh, the the text and and replacing and, and repositioning it, and in his audio work also a lot of cutting up and replacing mm -hmm. and repositioning and again the bringing in the the dub idea of then taking his work which is already something that's a, a result of cutting up replacing and repositioning and and, and cutting up rape replacing and repositioning yet again and, yeah. and, and 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 blending that in with with creating a sort of sound scape that, that works for mm. for that uh, Ronald will be talking a little bit later. One of the, his uh, uh, projects is it, asking people to write a few lines uh, about a smile and then taking uh, their text and either getting them to speak it or getting somebody else to, to speak it and then mm. uh, putting a musical background. Mm. He's used different forms, but also used the reggae forms to, to create, again, something quite unique. Yeah. from from their, well, their spoken you, text you have someone who's who's come to a workshop and probably not written yeah. formally chosen to write or thought they'd write poetry who's written some lines mm. you know triggered by the question from ronald i i just love that i heard a few of those yeah. and i love the idea that 
couple of weeks later, Ron comes back with the recording and plays it to that person who's now written some if effectively they're now almost transposed into some some almost lyrics for Absolutely. a yeah. soundtrack and yeah. that's been produced by ronald who is yeah. an exceptionally good producer yeah. and suddenly you've got this this thing that's been co-created by um mm. people in that process and it's yeah. it's 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 um it's it's startling isn't it there's something yeah, yeah. quite startling about that. yeah yeah and you know and and again it's this, this, the sort of thing in it that you know i i anticipate that we're going to be doing in in dimension in in dub is this kind of through those kind of pro uh, co-production uh, partnerships just sort of uh getting people to to bring what they can to the enterprise and, mm. and be able to create quality work through that co-production mm. so it's it, it's the, the the entity that we create or the product we create um it, it it's created by everybody, mm, mm. you know. It, it's not about one individual's limitations yeah. or even one individual's e expertise. It's mm -hmm. how can we get together and create something that's mm. remarkable. And there's ownership there. And I remember one of the stories you told me about a photography project that you mm. did where um, people living with dementia were invited to take some yeah. pictures, given cameras, and with a very limited amount of um, rules as to what they should yeah. do, more what they chose to do. Yeah. And I remember you talking about the one woman who took pretty much the same yeah. thing she saw every day, which was a part yeah. of the wall in front yeah. of her, yeah. took different aspects yeah. of it, but that was it. Yeah. And, and that, when bound into a book, yeah. had a very powerful impact, possibly you know, th th uh, more power than, than the book where there was a variety of stuff. So I suppose what I'm saying there is that there was no restriction to say you must take something different no, every day no, and no. please make sure that you make sure they get out of their chair and go. She took what she saw every day mm. and that created a very powerful message mm. in book form. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, that, that, that photo book project was, was an example of something where, you know, of course it was therapeutic, mm. but um, it, it allowed people to create art. Yes. You know, and, and, and people who, for the most part, people who involved in that didn't, wouldn't think of themselves as artists yes, yeah. or creators. Yeah. But, you know, could see, and, and I think one of the impacts that that had uh, on certainly some of the people um, that um, uh, my colleague who, who ran that project spoken about where the relationship between uh, the person who took the, the pictures, if, mm. because there were people who were living with dementia, and, and their carers changed because all the, day, the, every the day, playing your favorite songs. That there were, this uh, is that for Ferity Radio. The person that they known all their life could do that mm. they didn't realize yeah. they could do, and 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 they produced something that yeah. was really quite arresting. Yeah, and 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 uh, I we're, we're sort of skipping over some things here, but I think um, I mean I can probably. I think it's worth moving more into the dimension dove side because yeah. the um I know you ran a, yeah. a, you know it's very you know a, an organization made a lot of difference and yeah. and 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 supported lots of other projects I know you chair Demace yeah, which yeah. is the the dementia it's dementia alliance for culture and ethnicity it's really just a, a sort of collective network of yeah. of organizations that yeah. have been working with dementia for it's a long time 25 are there in that roughly uh no, not so many now because COVID, COVID and yeah. everything yeah. else. So some organisations got, but there's about a core of about half a dozen that are still mm. kind of mm. uh, 
going strong. And one of those is one of those, the other organisation you chair, Culture Dementia, is that there as well? Uh, no, that's the, well, yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the organisations in that yeah. network, mm. but that's a very specific organisation, mm. uh, mainly based in uh, West London, um, that's working with uh, supporting people with, with dementia. It's been around for, um, oh, it's this 25 yeah. years celebration this this year, yeah, uh, and uh, um, um, uh, Miss Eni Jackson, who's the founder and chair mm. of that, um, is is completely responsible for its its existence yes. and uh, steering work over mm. that period of time. Mm. Mm. And um, the, uh, the one thing that I've learned from from you, we haven't known each other that long. It's only about a year, isn't it, or something? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Oh, yeah. It's less. It must <laughs> be less. Less, less than that. <laughs> God, but, um, one <laughs> thing I I learned very early on was obviously that the idea about not being very directive with projects and giving agency and I kind of knew yeah. that anyway but I loved the examples you gave but I remember we're talking about our launch event for yeah, yeah. Dimension Dub which will happen about a month's time yeah. somewhere in, in Brixton and um, I remember we were talking about it and you, and you were saying well look well, well, the primary aim is for people to enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny how many people I've told that to go, yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, you can you can put in the messaging or the other <laughs> yeah, bits yeah. of a few pamphlets around, but it should be an enjoyable evening. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, so on, on that, we come to our next track, which is um, uh, it's Stone Immaculate by Dub Syndicate. Should we let that one play and then talk Oh, about yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, I love this track. track. Sorry. Yeah, here we go. Out here in the perimeter, there are no stars. Out here, we is stoned, immaculate. Thank you. 
all day, every day, playing your favorite songs. This is the Ferry Dub Syndicate. So that's um, yeah. that's another part of the dub narrative you're telling this evening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, partly it's a personal thing because I I discovered that band in the '90s and I kind of tried to search out everything that they possibly done. Um, it's Adrian Sherwood's uh, uh, yeah. project essentially, and uh, for that particular track, it's it's a bit like dubbed in space, mm. and. Uh, Again, in terms of telling stories and, and, and using uh, dub music to tell stories, I, I think it's a good illustration of, of, of how how far out you might go in terms of the narrative of your stories. And one of the things that, um, certainly, again, uh, talking with uh, our colleague Ronald, um, it, it has been around for people living with dementia, that their, their, their horizons 
are what they are and, and, and if their horizons are um, include outer space then we need to respect that and if the stories that they, they want to tell um, you know involve science fiction well that's all well and good so I, I think that there's a we don't want to kind of feel that in exploring wherever we're going with dementia and dub that, that we we only have to be bound to the sort of um, the everyday narratives um, they have a role to play but but also uh, aspirations yeah. uh, have a an important part to to play and, and i think particularly for uh, the african caribbean community uh, you know a, a recognition that that you know um, we want to be out in space too. Yeah, and there's that. The, 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 <laughs> you know, absolutely. And the, the the idea with a lot of my experience of working with dementia, which I've done now for well, sort of six or seven years, was a lot of the time it was um, all day, every sort of day, playing your and, you favorite know, songs. This that often was is difficult. Whereas the aesthetic mm. was unhindered. The aesthetic yeah. was there. The appreciation yeah. of music, of yeah. art, of mm. nature. Yeah. Of, of 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 fashion of food Absolutely. was all just so strong and in in many ways a lot stronger because it brings back a sense of who you are mm. and so much of our society says well look now someone has dementia and well at some point let's now make that mm. a, a diagnosis mm. and then let's put them into this box over there mm. And then let's eventually manage that mm. to some sort of conclusion. Yeah. And in between that, there is a there's a lifetime to live. Mm. You know, so the yeah, the, yeah. the creative aesthetic. Yeah. It was always it struck me so powerfully when when I was looking at that. Is, was that, you know, the joy, the simple joy mm. of walking through a park or yeah. listening to whatever it is that the mm. music that you adore, yeah. or even the spoken word you adore. Mm. You know, that's not changed. No, it may have even intensified. Yeah, and I think it's also, um, again, something that, that Ron has said quite a few times is that, you know, that I look to the future, not the, I don't dwell on the past. That's right. We got, we got now just about enough time to get the Hokkaid Bonuta track in before the hour. So I'm just going to go and play that now. Go and Fantastic. So that would be a change. Look at something. 325 seconds. The track's 320 long. So I tell you what, I'm just going to press go. Here we go.
All day, every day, playing your favorite songs. This is for Ferity Radio. All right, well, here we are. We're back. So before we left, um, we played uh, Hokkaido Bonuta, Jar Wobble, and the Nippon Dub Ensemble. Um, David, that's that's in part a further part of the story of what is uh, done. Uh, well, yeah, in a sense that it, you know it's it's out of, that the album's called uh, um, Japanese Dub, um, and obviously Joe Bobble's done quite a few um, dub albums, dub versions of uh, quite a few uh, things, and, and I think it's the, the provocative question is 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 it still dub, um, and and does it matter? One of the things that the the uh, uh, Track reminded me of if the if anybody remembers the film Seven Samurai right at the end the yeah. the uh, village um, uh, after most of the samurai have uh, have died there, there's a kind of uh, rice planting song oh, yeah, where the yeah, village yeah, yeah. gets together yeah, and that, uh, yeah. it's kind of call and response yes. piece so it, it, the idea being that the the that life uh, returns and and the cycle of life returns at the end of the the, the film you know and um, really. That 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 cycle is more important than the the temporary blip, however disconcerting, of the uh, the bandits which have been seen off by the mm. seven well, seven samurai. So, but yeah. I, 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 it's a wild link. But I just like the idea, yeah. anyway, of, of of us kind of connecting up with with that kind of um, principle of uh, mm. communal life uh, as part of of what we're we're doing and and. And, and people being engaged again in, in something that's collective. Yes, uh, and, and that sort of that um, uh, honest, direct communication of um, what's important to somebody. Mm. I mean, that that might be a link into Ronald and the work yeah. that um, Ronald's been doing with the BBC, and I know that you've been doing with Ronald, where you know someone who's been an extraordinary radio producer and dub producer. Yeah. Um, maybe let's say something about that. Yeah, uh, well, I, d- yeah. I mean, uh, I'm supporting Ronald at the moment with writing a, a book about his life and experience in living with dementia, and uh, he's somebody who um, grew up in 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 Holston and um, had some fairly challenges in his early life, but eventually got into the music business as a, a music producer. And uh, uh, a few years ago, however, had a um, a stroke, and as a result of that, developed uh, Alzheimer's. Um, and um, uh, one of the things Ronald does uh, is uh, talks about his experience at uh, different conferences. So I, I'm sure he's uh, fine with me talking about his his diagnosis. It's something he wants people to to know about uh, in order to help people to understand that uh, uh, living with dementia. Uh, isn't isn't just one thing, and, and, and for hopefully Ron will be on our next show as yes, well, which yeah. is, um, you know, which will be uh, towards the end of what are we in now? Um, April, isn't it? So uh, I think it's towards the end of May will right. be when Ronald will be coming Fantastic. on. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and, and he's somebody who's always been involved with uh, creative ventures um, throughout his adult life, and uh, one of the more recent ones uh, since he's been living with dementia has been the. A program that uh, he made with the BBC about uh, reggae music and um, talking about some of the particular tracks that were important to him. But also, it's it's a useful um, kind of the program's about an hour long. It's a useful potted history of a particular 
uh, part of, of the UK in a particular period in, in time. He's also been working on a, a, a couple of short films now mm. um, with uh, different people. Uh, All day, them, uh, every day, playing your favorite songs. Time as this a, is a pirate radio, radio producer and uh, uh, him talking about his uh, his life fairly briefly and, and again in all these things um, what he's been keen to do is to really be as creative as possible in talking about his experience and, and to go beyond the, the usual um, essentially the, the, the preconceptions of, of people uh, ideas about folk who live with dementia and what they can or, or can't do and, and, and what they, they want to do yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more about um, that project and some of the other projects that Dimension Dub will be working on. Um, we've got queued up here um, Doctor Who, Doctor Pablo and the Dub Syndicate. Um, should we let this one play and then... Oh, yeah. 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 So we'll let this one play and then, uh, yeah, everybody Doctor Who, Doctor Pablo and the Dub Syndicate. Thank you. 
all day, every day, playing your favorite songs. This is the Verity Radio. Doctor Who, Doctor Pablo and the Dub Syndicate, Doctor Who, another part of the narrative tonight for um, what is dub and, and where's it begin and end. That was a great track. Yeah, and I think you know a uh, sense in which the Doctor Who theme is very much a kind of tradition of, of British TV, really, and then, and really interesting to kind of hear what what can be done with with that piece of music that people you feel over familiar with on, on one level and then particularly the first time you hear that you think well I've never heard it like this before yeah. uh, and, and and also to kind of make the connection with the sort of the outer space you know that the, mm. the, there is no limit to the stories mm. that we might explore mm. um, but also at the same time the the stories can be Grounded in something we know we know so very well, uh, Doctor Who. Um, I was thinking when I was selecting this, wouldn't it be great if the next in a the next incarnation of the Doctor was uh, Rastafarian, mm -hmm. and that would make some very interesting programs. Yeah, uh, uh, and and that, it gets my vote yeah. already. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it it also has a, a a bit of a problem as a series that it does just end up disappearing up its own behind you know so yeah. it does need it does need something to to really um i don't know connect it in with uh you know uh proper creativity and a, well uh, i don't a, a, i think a, so uh, yeah. another another look because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so tightly bound within its lens yeah, yeah. um so we were talking a bit before um that last track doctor who dr pablo and the dub syndicate we were talking a bit about ronald in the film um and uh Ronald's coming in here end of May um, and uh, I know that um, I've seen one of his films actually I've seen yeah. one the one film that I think I don't know if it's on public release but yeah it is it's a short film there. Is it? well, we'll have to put the um, yeah. the film up on the Fafarity yeah. uh, website so people can go and have a look at it but it's yeah. a, a very powerful film it's called uh, A Man Say Portrait of a Pirate so if you want to dig around on uh, oh, yes. YouTube you should be so able to so how do you spell it. A Man Say on that? A-M-A-N-Z-E so a man's a a a m a n z e yeah. portrait of a pirate. Yeah, that's on YouTube now. It's it? on YouTube now. Yeah. Oh, we'll go and have yeah. a look at that. Not right now. I saw yeah. someone there. They were going. Not now. You've only got another. Hang on. What are we at? We're at uh, 2018. So we got another 40 minutes of music and chat, <clears throat> and maybe then pop along and have a look at it. So that's write that down. A m a n z e. A man's portrait of a pirate. Um. 
We were <clears throat> saying a bit more about dementia in Dublin that we've got three projects at the beginning and one of those projects is working um, alongside the, the team at Culture Dementia to put on a 25-year yeah. anniversary event of music and food and, yeah. and, a, and a great evening. Um, do you say a little bit about um, Culture Dementia and the work that they do? Yeah, I mean, it started to... Uh, Amy Jackson, who was uh, used to be a nurse, her, her mum uh, was living with dementia. And back at the point in time when the organisation was set up by by her, Mrs Jackson to uh, uh, raise awareness about dementia in the African-Caribbean community because she found that people just didn't know anything about it uh, she was quite surprised at the time but not just that that uh, that she felt that people in her own community didn't know too much about it but also um, really some of the, the, the clinical people she was uh, uh, involved with mm. either didn't know very much about dementia but certainly didn't know much at all about the African Caribbean community um, uh, all day started day, up in playing your favorite songs and, this um, Subsequently, we um, grew to the point of having uh, 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 respite services. Uh, unfortunately, um, the, the funding a, a number of years ago was cut back by Brent Council, and many many organisations and services were cut back at the the time. But it, it, it's still got a website. It's still got a uh, a crisis line um, that's um, run by. Mrs. Jackson and their colleagues. Maybe we can get the number for that and give that out in a minute. <coughs> that would, that sounds sorry. Excuse me, clearing my throat straight yeah. into the um, because I know that they also did an event up at Wembley yeah. um, two three years ago, and I remember talking to Cheryl about how they were just oversubscribed by yeah. really yeah, excellent yeah. bands yeah, yeah. who yeah. wanted to come yeah. and support by by playing at that event. And yeah. that, that went out, and that was a yeah. huge success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 Cheryl's done a few events, and uh, I mean, I've spoken at a few of them and, and, and we're two organisations sort of uh, um, like uh, Irish and Britain for example uh, sort of uh, uh, colleagues of ours have uh, supported with putting up a few uh, concerts and um, certainly the, the one in Wembley was a, a combination of, of chat and uh, presentations and uh, some very nice food mm. and some music and yeah. the, the Again, the intention is always to not just in, uh, inform people, but for, for people to have a, a memorably good time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think part of that's it's the you know what what we hope is what what sticks in people's minds. Yeah, yeah. Is that that memorably good time, and, and associated with that, the the information about uh, um, dementia. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, mean, I think the um, <coughs> the. Uh, the the next event's going to be in October sometime, and um, we'll we'll let people know a bit about that uh, when it happens uh, or be, uh, way before it happens, so you can put that in your diaries. Uh, again, it's going to be music, it's going to be food, it's going to be and the and the big thing about that is going to be intergenerational because everything that that Dimension Dub's doing is about intergenerational. And in that sense, what's that mean? Well, that means that the great um, power and strength in our our society and with human beings is the combination often between 
um, two generations that skip one in the middle and that is the grandchildren the grandparents but not they don't have to be grandchildren grandparents but it's just that younger age group uh, and the much older for example you imagine having a seven-year-old stand up and talk about something in front of a group of people I, I've, I've, I've seen this happen people listen you know there's something and of course older 15 year olds 25 year olds it's about working together with the younger people who have a experience in our society they they've got a, they're in the long game because they're younger and they're, they're, they're it's their right to shape their society and and is a very useful dialogue that goes both ways so the older people who who are who are maybe have lived more of their lives they get a chance to learn from the younger people and the younger people get a chance to learn from the experience of the older people and together they they pr provide a pretty unstoppable um, force, as, as most people have, have witnessed, you know, um, from their own generations and their own mixing with their younger people and younger people in society and vice versa, younger with older. So um, that event is going to be very much focusing um, on, on meeting both generations, both the, the younger and the, and the older, um, in, in an attempt to, you know, just share some of the the um the uh the responsibility i suppose for this illness which is out there um so yeah more more to follow about that um david should we play another track we got um uh we got we got 007 shantytown Ooh, yeah. desmond decker yeah. um this would be familiar i imagine to everybody <laughs> uh, so we'll just spin that one here we go it's the conti continuing narrative of dub as of um david this evening here we go this is um this is uh, 007 day, every day, playing your favorite songs. This is Prosperity Radio.
there we go, Shantytown. Yeah. Great track. Okay. And um, anything you'd like to say about that one, David? Uh, no, obviously, um, uh, the next hour seven should be a black guy. And the other important connection, I think, really is one of the often not recognised uh, facts of British life is how important and influential um, reggae music and African Caribbean music has been uh, on English pop culture and, and certainly uh, I'd say particularly sort of working class English um, sensibility in terms of uh, of music and um, that was something that uh, again is almost kind of lost history uh, when I was in Coventry we mentioned earlier um, in the, the 80s um, the the whole scar scene was mm. very much a kind of um, black and white scene yeah. uh, and and that was very much part of the the, the way in in which uh, everybody saw uh, themselves in their culture at that point mm. in their lives mm. and and it was it's really quite important to have that sense of of solidarity uh, uh, between particularly that point in time, mm. the the youth uh, across the, the communities um, through that particular kind of music. It's interesting because that reminds me. I met the um, the the original um, before Love Music Hate Racism Rock Against Racism founders, oh, right. and we were at the Beacon Tree Festival, which was yeah. a celebration really okay. of the progress that's mm. been made, you know, yeah. um, against fascism yeah. and. They were talking about in Beacon Tree back in the day yeah. that there was a lot of um, recruitment going on outside of schools mm. yeah. by the uh, yeah. National Front and the fascists were yeah. there yeah. recruiting. And so the response was, right, well then, uh, well there were several responses, but one was, we'll put on a festival mm. and we'll get together some of the best music yeah. around this yeah. area and around London. Yeah. And we'll tell the, we'll tell the kids outside the schools that the festival's going on, and that they can come along and have a good time. And 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 they said that that was that was what tipped it, mm. because actually people just wanted to have some fun and enjoy themselves. Mm. And they, as you say, yeah. the, the 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 music, you yeah. know, the music was um, something that reached mm. reached yeah. them very powerfully yeah. and and that was the tactic and I know mm. that there was a lot more that was much more direct than yeah. that and that was necessary mm. but the the music and the enjoyment of music mm. by people in that community and bringing mm. communities together to enjoy mm. the music was a tactical decision yeah. of a bunch of people who thought let's let them ha let's let people let's encourage people to have fun mm. how they would like yeah. to have fun yeah. and make it happen mm. and that will be the antidote to the whispering going on outside Absolutely. the school. All day, every day, playing your so favorite song. songs. Yeah. This is for Ferity Radio. Well, um, so we've got um, a couple more tracks here from uh, David's original list, and then we're going to start popping in a few others as we reach uh, the last half hour. Actually, it's not a half hour because we've got... Uh, Oh no, it is a half hour because we get the half hour and then on the hour the uh, the ads come up. So we've got half an hour. So here we got um, a dream within a dream, a uh, dread zone, um, off the album Biological Radio. Should we just play that one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. A dream within a dream.
playing your favorite songs. This is Prosperity Radio. We were talking about when that was made. We think that was nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing though. You know, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's just I just love that track, and 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 I think also it's the, you know, sort of bringing a whisper of that kind of international reggae in in terms of the, you know, the additional languages, um, and also the intergenerational. The child there uh, saying a few things, so. And just a kind of a, a expanding the world of mm. of dub and and again the the stories we can tell the languages that we can speak in the people that can um be involved in in those stories yeah and 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 actually life <coughs> as a dream within a dream which yeah. is a, a modern view of life that yeah. we are you know we do hold back a lot of what we see and experience to make the world in some senses livable and manageable mm. but when that's unfettered and that's taken yeah. away oh, yeah. that there's this influx of an extraordinary um experience and <laughs> that you know i mean the matrix all sorts of things explore that mm. idea of are we in a dream within a dream mm. and it's a you know it, it's the uh, the topic of uh, much literature much poetry etc so you know and and that the one thing that um my dad lives with dementia mm. he's now yeah. just about right. he's turning 90 you know soon and and he um he exists in a in a diff very different way mm. to how he yeah. he did exist, um, and also he's uh, in many ways around a lot more. Mm. Um, he was he was working a lot before, mm. but now yeah. he's around a lot more. He'll, yeah. he'll be in the kitchen for a lot longer, mm. and we can have conversations and talk right. about stuff from the past and and mm. and, and, and enjoy times. Right. And lots of people come round, and yeah. it's. And I was talking to someone the other day actually who um, was saying that they lived with. Uh, they were talking about living in in particular cultures where the old are not mm. moved out, the old are kept in the community, and mm. you know just before we talk a bit about uh, another side of dementia and dub, there's the the element in in our society in a way where 
that if you do live with dementia there at some point is you are taken out of your own home away from your own food mm. away from you know a lot of things that are familiar to you and that often does lead to people struggling quite a bit with the new environment although i know that you know it, it does have to have to happen at times um but just just to sort of uh think a little bit along the um the line of uh I suppose what we're trying to talk about here is some demystifying of dementia. It's kind of um, been held in many places as a very fearful thing that people are terrified of, and when it arrives, that's it. You know, you, you know there's, there's no longer good living to be had. Um, I think that the the perception is a long way behind at the moment. I mean, it's roughly where cancer was 30 years ago, I'd say. And nowadays, cancer is treated in a very different way, treated you know, with uh, medical advances and, and possibility of living well with, and it's taken as part of life, and it's, you know, it's not held as the, um, the death sentence it was. But dementia seems still to be held a bit in the space of something shameful, something All that, day, you know, is, every is, day, is, is, is playing your favorite song. What, what do you think about this that? This is um, Verity Radio. I'm trying to write a paper um, that I've written two-thirds of the way. I keep coming back to it. Um, I think dementia is something that, that for many people is seen as something so unutterably terrible it can't be thought about. And and, and what people are, are often reacting to are this is this idea of something unutterably terrible that they can't think of. Mm. Uh, dementia is a, a neurological disease. It's mm. got particular consequences. But, but somehow, psychologically, it's bound up unfortunately with this this very primitive idea of the unutterably terrible unthinkable mm. uh, and, and I think that's part of what makes it difficult to think about and, and also while I, I think one can't forget that the, the, the it, it is something that's, that's, that's frightening and terrifying mm. I think it's also important to recognise that um, um, as with anything, as, as with with cancer, as as with many uh, serious and terminal illnesses, that that is never the whole, the only thing that's only going on in people's lives. Mm. That, that that we all as human beings have aspirations beyond the, our circumstance, mm. and and getting in contact with with these other aspirations, these other elements of of what are important to us and what our values are yeah. uh, it, it is so very important and, and, and sadly that's what can get forgotten in relation to to dementia the people living with dementia don't only want to think about living with dementia yeah. they want to think about a host of whole other things mm. and, and, and in many cases certainly the ones that I spoke to would be uh, only too happy to kind of um, put the thinking about dementia onto the back burner for as long as possible while they get on with other things. Yeah. I think there's another thing that um, I, I just want to pick up very quickly, which is around the um, the living in, in the dream. But one of the things that um, uh, we do in Culture Dementia UK is is, is emphasise the importance of, of people being with people living with dementia in their experience because uh, some people, not all the time, but some of the time, uh, are really captured by a sense of their experience and and living through um, a time which is not the, the the contemporary time that that you may be living in, uh, and and it's important to uh, be able to find a, a way of of 
allowing them to to be in that place where they are mm. uh, obviously with the proviso that that um, they're, they're able to be there safely yeah. um, you know with people wandering in, in, into the main road and, and thinking they're in a, a field or anything like that but 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 to allow people to be where they they are mm. um, and um, the it may be a dream to you but for them that is reality mm. and we can talk a bit more about the the the, the role of music in um, you know uh, bringing people into a present moment that they can share with people living with yeah. dementia and we'll talk about that in a minute we now have um, the beat goes on Prince Fatty and uh, Holly Cook and uh, then we'll come back to talk a bit about this and about uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, how music actually can support people living with dementia. Here we go. songs. This is for Verity Radio.
Fatih goes on. Prince Fatih, Holly Cook. That's taken off. Prince Fatih versus the Drunken Gambler. Uh, the beat goes on. That was a great track. <laughs> so that's that's um that's sort of going out to the dancer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance I mean, corner I, I, of the hexagon. That's the. Obviously, it's a great track. What can we say? But I think also in in terms of that was kind of uh, the original the, the original playlist, the kind of mm. uh, the final point. I think in the narrative, and 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 really that should be the the strap line to dementia and dub, and the beat goes on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and the beat goes on. Absolutely, and also just just to say, um, anybody out there who who has someone in there family circle or friendship circle who's living with dementia if they don't have much music around then it's useful just to find out what music they love um and uh, that you know it could be what they loved when they were young it could be something you know they loved deeply in their mid-30s or 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever but if it's possible to get some music playing that's often a way to um, begin a conversation because you can talk about the music you can talk about when when what was going on where did you hear it what were you wearing? You can talk about, did you dance to this? Uh, you know, so you, you can kind of, it's a really useful way um, in to a conversation in the present moment about something that matters in the brain with something even like Alzheimer's, for instance, which has three ways it attacks the brain. There's one little area in the middle of the brain that doesn't get affected until very, very late. And that's the area that intersects um, music autobiographical memory and emotion so that's you remember that song you listened to when you were 17 and, and you you fell in love it was an incredible summer and there was that one song that just reminds you of that one person or reminds you of that one time or reminds you of how you felt it just has something of the the sort of uh, the newness and the ecstasy of that 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 time and it's captured there in that song when you play it it comes back so this remains this remains that's there so please get if it's possible get some music um you know uh, available um play it on a speaker and chat about it and um put together a playlist maybe and and play that make that available easy to easy to access um so we've got just a few more minutes now we're going to play a track now um safe from harm by uh horace andy and then we'll come back all day chat every day playing your favorite songs this is for Verity radio Rockers, city slickers, 
Safe from harm, Horace Andy. All day, it's been every a pleasure day, doing playing your favorite songs. This pleasure having you is here, David. Verity Radio. And um, I'll just leave the last word to you. We've got a couple of minutes, and then we're going to go out with "Good Thing Going." Sugar morning. Okay, thank you very much, Simon, for um, inviting me here to speak today. It's been a, a pleasure to um, have a chat and play some music. Uh, hope your listeners are going to uh, pick up the conversations with my other colleagues in dementia in dub in the the coming month so um appreciate it okay you all take care out there yeah excellent and um it's been good weather which has been such a joy a good chance to get outside and um get some sunshine uh all important and we've you know hopefully cracked this uh lockdown thing um we'll see and um hopefully we're not going back there 
let's hope anyway so it's going to be a summer of love I predict 2022 the summer that finally happened the weather will get good and there'll be plenty going on there's such a backlog of gigs there's such a backlog of festivals that um, there'll be a real joy for everyone to be back out there together again it's um it's people that matter life is people it's relationships that matter and uh, no more so than in the world of um you know looking after and and being with people and being particularly with um people who need a bit of support so thank you very much and uh we are i'm trying to do a very professional thing here which is count the time down to play this track i've almost done it few more seconds and then oh god i know a few more seconds yep so um yeah well enjoy the rest of your saturday enjoy the rest of your weekend and we look forward very much to uh or i look forward very much to seeing you again uh last friday in may and to end with we have sugar minor and good thing going <laughs>
all day, every day, playing your favorite songs. This is for Mary Radio. Radio makes me happy. All day, every day.